For breast cancer patients, there can often be an untold story after mastectomy and treatment. Many can suffer a debilitating complication known as lymphedema. Welcome to a special focus on cancer on ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Greg Brown, who's the chief executive officer of Impedimed. Mr. Brown has been a director since December 2001 and took on the role of CEO and executive director in February 2004 as the company moved into its regulatory submission and market launch phase. He has more than two decades of international business experience in the healthcare industry, including 14 years of internationally based experience in marketing positions, overseeing product development and global commercial launches, working in Switzerland, London, Germany, and New York. Mr. Brown joins us today from Impediment's offices in Australia. Greg Brown, welcome to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Thanks, Bruce, and it's a pleasure to have this opportunity today. Well, so if you could tell us a little bit about Impedimed, and then we could segue into lymphedema and a condition faced by many cancer survivors, but this cause that your company is doing a lot about. Impedimed is basically a medical device company, and we're very focused on applying our technology platform, which is to measure directly fluid changes in the arms and legs in a handheld device and we're very focused on edema and lymphedema applications and our primary application at this point and where we have our regulatory clearance is in the early detection or the in the clinical assessment of lymphedema in the arms of breast cancer patients. Now lymphedema is an issue that often due to the treatments associated with breast cancer you know there can be damage to the lymphatic system either through surgery or through radiation therapy and the damage that, that can occur to the lymphatics can impair the body's ability to drain this highly proteinous material from the limbs. What we're focused on is that if we can detect this early and intervene earlier, what the data is showing today is that we have the ability to prevent this from potentially progressing to a form of the condition that can become irreversible and become a lifelong management to the patient and have a lifelong impact on their quality of life. In a lot of situations when lymphedema develops, I mean, it can affect the quality of life of a large percentage of breast cancer patients, can't it? Yes, I mean, traditionally, you know, we've seen incidence rates associated with mastectomy and lumpectomy that can represent around 20% of patients that go on to develop this. I think now with some of the more conserving therapies that the incidence rates have been reduced, but there's still significant incidence rates. I think it's quoted in the literature around 4 to 17% after sentinel lymph node biopsy and radiation therapy. So there's still significant percentages. And why, you know, as we look at the, the good news around breast cancer, which is that so many advances in the ability to treat breast cancer that you know more and more people are surviving breast cancer so we need to focus more on these morbidity issues that really do have an impact on their quality of life post-treatment. And could you walk us through perhaps how you guys targeted this condition and perhaps how it works in a physician's office or a hospital? It really came from the work of two researchers actually based in Australia one based out of the Queensland University of Technology and the other one out of the University of Queensland. And these were two gentlemen, both PhDs, who 
I guess through a family member's or a close acquaintance who had suffered this consequence, found that a lot of their research where they were applying this technology in fluid status and looking for changes in fluid status in the body could be applied to improve the diagnostics of this disorder. Because at the time, what they saw firsthand was that the gold standard today was still Archimedes' principle, which is water displacement. Basically, a bucket of water, you inverse each arm and you look for volume differences between the limbs. That was the gold standard, and they felt that in this day and age that there's better ways that we can look at diagnosing this disorder. And hence, that's the origins of where the application to lymphedema around our technology platform really came from. And with the old method, were there misdiagnosis, or did were people even catching the problem? I guess that some of the limitations with the old diagnosis was that, you know, while the gold standard was Archimedes, the majority of people were using tape measures. And they would use tape measures every 5 to 10 centimetres. They'd make increments every 5 to 10 centimetres up the arm of each arm, and they would take circumferal measurements and basically calculate a truncated cone model for volume of each arm, that was the actual reality and and it wasn't a standardised or an objective technique and often the limitation of that approach was that you were dealing with, you know, patients that were in stage two by the time you were able to diagnose them and there are irreversible changes that can have already occurred at that point. So there's something wrong with the system if we're at a point where we're diagnosing a condition that is potentially having irreversible changes. We can do better. I think that you know what our technology platform offers is that we can put into the hands of the key gatekeepers, um, the surgeons, the oncologists, the therapists, to you know give them a standardised objective metric that can really help us to detect this disorder in a reasonable time frame, that, so that interventions can be implemented. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to a special focus on cancer on ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune. And joining me today from Australia is Greg Brown. He's the chief executive officer of Impedimed, which is working on and has a new technology platform to detect lymphedema, which if you don't know what lymphedema is, it's often an untold story after mastectomy and treatment. And Mr. Brown, if you could elaborate on your new technology and where this could be headed. You know, a lot of volume changes can occur in the limbs due to other issues associated with treatment, you know, uh, lack of exercise, increasing the size of the limbs, some of the, the side effects you can have volume changes within the arm. What our technology platform really is looking at doing is measuring the extracellular fluid component and it's designed to measure the differences in fluid changes between the limbs and to help identify early significant changes so that we can make sure that any intervention is occurring before we progress in the development of this disorder. And today, you know, the literature supports that, you know, we've shown in prospective studies that it's around, uh, on average, around four months earlier in detection than clinical symptoms. So we feel that this is a real benefit to the patient and to the surgeons, oncologists and therapists that are dealing with this, that we're enabling them with a tool that can help better clinically assess the state of patients in a more preemptive care model versus a reactive care model. And I think that's important because, 
the latest literature today that we're seeing, and especially from the US, is that prospective trials have been able to demonstrate that through early identification, through preoperative assessment and through early identification, they're able to intervene and successfully treat lymphedema and prevent it from progressing um, to later stages. So today we feel this technology platform, now that it has its FDA clearance for the clinical assessment of unilateral lymphedema of the arm, it's designed to aid medical provider in making their clinical assessment on a patient. It enables them now to really put lymphedema on the healthcare agenda from day one. I think half the issue that we've seen globally is that lymphedema is not even discussed with patients, or if it is, it's, it's really glossed over. I think that what our tool and with the latest literature that's becoming available, it's showing that lymphedema really needs to be on the healthcare agenda for every breast cancer patient from day one. And the first thing we need to do is education. Make sure that patients are aware of this and start to preemptively manage this disorder, not wait for it to become borderline irreversible. Let's get on the front foot, make sure we've got these interventions going with the patients so that we can prevent this from becoming a problem. And this is why we feel our tool has a role to play. And also with many breast cancer survivors, it's not just those with poor prognosis that suffer from this complication, is it? No, that's correct. There's new conserving surgical techniques today, you find that there's higher incidence rates associated with mastectomy, lumpectomy, but even where someone's had a sentinel lymph node biopsy, where they're looking for a single node that may be positive or not, you're doing a lymph node biopsy and that too in itself can have an incidence rate that is significant related to developing lymphedema. Again, 90% of people today are surviving uh, long-term after breast cancer diagnosis. And with those type of positive outcomes now, it's important that we recognize that even minor interventions here can have a major impact on morbidity issues like lymphedema. And, and often this has nothing or very little to do with the surgeon. It can have a lot to do with the radiation where you're taking a healthy lymph node and it's damaging the node and creating an impairment. So it's not just the surgical technique, it's also the radiation and potentially, you know, some of the literature showing even the chemotherapies can, can be associated with this. And getting back to the whole idea that this is an untold story, how fresh is the data? I mean, how far do the studies go back in even recognizing this as a problem? I mean, you, you were saying that a lot of physicians do not detect it. When did this sort of come on the scene? It's been always on the scene, and I feel that it's been very much a disenfranchised group of people in the healthcare system that we haven't given the appropriate attention and care to. And I feel that as we've had more and more survivors of, cancer, of breast cancer and, and other cancers, that we're starting to see a growing issue around this, and it's only really starting to build a momentum and getting recognition. And I feel that over time now with some of the pivotal science, and again, there was the National Institutes of Health study that used a standardized volumetric technique for doing preoperative assessment and early detection. It was not our technology, but a standardized volumetric technique. What they were able to show was that through preoperative baseline and early evaluation, that in that five-year perspective study, they were able to successfully revert all women 
who had an early diagnosis back to pre-surgical baselines through a very simple intervention of a compression sleeve. And it wasn't a compression sleeve that people had to wear for the rest of their life. It was in manageable short-term interventions, which may only be required once or twice a year for two weeks that could help prevent this from becoming an issue if we can detect this at a very early form. And how early does lymphedema occur? I mean, if you have the new technology platform and if a physician is listening that may or may not be familiar with it, when might one notice this potentially debilitating complication arise? It can arise at any time. This is the difficulty with lymphedema. I mean, most women who have been treated for breast cancer, within the first two years, you can see up to about 20% of patients progress through to lymphedema. That clinical study that was done at the NIH showed 22% of women within that study actually went on to progress to an early subclinical lymphedema. At this point, you know, I feel that the incidence rate beyond two years, you know, some of these patients can go on 10 years until they develop their lymphedema. There's case studies that have shown this. There's no one set time frame. And this is why it's important that we do this preoperative and postoperative surveillance so that we're always on the front foot looking for these early signs. And, you know, if there are regular visits ongoing to the doctor, as they often are today, we can ensure that it's part of their normal care that we're looking very closely for this. I wish I could give you a definitive answer that, yes, it's exactly this time frame at which point people will progress. But this is a disorder that has perplexed the medical community for quite some time. And there's case studies where doctors have done a full mastectomy, a number of lymph nodes have been removed, radiation therapy, and no lymphedema has developed. Then there's other patients where they've done a sentinel lymph node biopsy and they've had lymphedema develop. It's very perplexing. I don't think there's any set time frame as to the association of how this disorder can progress. We do know that the highest incidence rate, though, is seen within that first two years, but the incidence of this issue can occur many years down the track. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Mr. Greg Brown, who has been our guest. He's the chief executive officer of Impedimed, which has a new technology platform to detect the debilitating complication known as lymphedema, which can occur in maybe 20% or perhaps greater of patients after mastectomy and other forms of breast cancer treatment. And I'd like to thank him for joining us today from his offices in Australia. My name's Bruce Japson. I'm with the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.